Sports Las Vegas Studios and live at LVSportsNetwork.com. Still in the zone. Theodore, one-timer, wide right. Rebound, walk. He scores! This is the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Your destination for inside access with the team, exclusive player interviews, and breaking news from around the National Hockey League. Here are your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Welcome in Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Ryan Wallace, Stair Millard, Chris Chapman, live inside the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas Studios. Finley Chevrolet on the 215, home of the... It's the VGK Insider Show, KKGK Las Vegas uh, on the air, ready to rock as we head towards a uh, return of the Vegas School tonight. Uh, and boy, do they need a warm embrace uh, from us. We'll get into what happened last night against the Winnipeg Jets and the fallout from that game. What we expect to happen as the Golden Knights uh, hook up with the Florida Panthers tomorrow night. And note the start time of that game, 7.30 faceoff. Pre-game show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, KKGK, Las Vegas. It's going to be at 6.30. So the VGK Insider Show will be one hour later at 5 to 6.30. So I'm working my way back, but forward, we'll be on the air an hour later, 5 to 6.30. Pre-game show at 6.30. And the face-off for the game is at 7.30, one half hour later than normal. Because this game was originally scheduled as a national televised game. Uh, and that got all jumbled around when uh, everything moved around uh, because of COVID. So that's uh, that's the situation. Just I uh, want to get that out of the way because that, I mean, you don't want to be late for the game. Uh, and the Vegas Golden Knights started on time <laughs> last night. Uh, we have one of the great examples of how harsh professional sports can be. And it's coming up. It's it's not like a, a great, like terrible uh awful situation in uh, just uh, being a, a player on a team that's no longer on that team and is left to play for the last place club. It's, it's not that bad, but it's one of those really just wake up calls to that, uh, that this sport and professional sports in general can be unforgiving. And you uh, always have to be aware that anything can happen at any time. Uh, I've got a great story regarding that uh, coming up. We've got one-timers, and we also have news and notes from around the National Hockey League. Sam and Ash are going to join us. And Mike Davis, the head coach of the Vegas Nighthawks uh, football team, indoor football team, they're going to make their debut on Friday night. Mike's uh, going to stop by in the second hour of the show. He's a guy that's coached in Canada. He's he's sort of lived the whole life of uh, football and hockey balance. He he knows what uh, what to go, uh, what it's like. So he's going to pop on the on the program just a little chat about the Vegas Nighthawks. That have you seen the turf in the Dollar Loan Center down? It, it it's really good. It just pops. Yeah, I did. It, it, it's pretty awesome. I, I I was you know I know that the other the last week you and I were at the Dollar Loan Center for uh, you know our first remote as as the VGK Insider Show out there and uh, the arena's fantastic. Uh, basketball was going on, but I'm all in on some arena football. Like I cannot wait for the the chance to get to a game. And yeah, the turf looks fantastic. I, I cannot wait. Okay, let's get into it. Last night against the Winnipeg Jets, mm-hmm. amazing first ten minutes. Like it was all Vegas shots, six nothing, and and yep. I, I, I know that there's a lot of arrows being slung around here about this road trip, and then the end of it 
with the just disappointing performance that mm-hmm. thudded at our feet last night, uh, losing to the Winnipeg Jets 7-3. But if you want to blame anybody outside of Chapman, you can blame the Winnipeg Jet fans because this, okay. this whole thing rests <laughs> on them. Hey, Hoser. The Winnipeg Jet fans, while trying to make fun of their team and mock mm-hmm. their team, ended up mm-hmm. turning that game around. And they yep. lucked into something and fell down and ended up uh, banging their knee on a big gold bar and got rich out of it. It's, it's not fair. It's not right. We should be allowed to appeal. But what happened last night was pure fluke that the Winnipeg Jets came back after being outshot 6 nothing and totally dominated halfway through that mm-hmm. first period. The Jets get their first shot on goal. And what does mm-hmm. the hometown crowd do? The big Bronx. <laughs> Woo, yeah, you guys suck. Well, they didn't say suck. But uh, they, they mocked their team. They openly sure. made fun and mocked their team with the Bronx mm-hmm. cheer. And Winnipeg ends up scoring two goals in the final two minutes of the first period based on being ticked off. Like, we'll show you fans instead of, hey, our fans are behind us. Let's go win for them. It was, we'll show you fans. And then in the first intermission, Blake Wheeler, he doubles down. The the captain of the Winnipeg Jets doubles down and, uh, and... Tells Sarah Lesky, who does the intermission interviews for uh, TSN, says, yeah, we were ticked off because we got the Bronx cheer. Didn't have a shot mm-hmm. for a while. Fans were ticked off. That doesn't sit well with us. So, it, again, if there was an appeal process for a result, this would be right oh, there. Because the fans in Why? Winnipeg, the fans in Winnipeg were trying to make fun of their team, and instead they backed their way into a win. I think you're wrong. No, I'm not. Yeah, I think you're wrong, too. No, I'm not. No, you're wrong. They were Come making on. fun of their team. Darren. Darren. Were they making fun of their what team? About the 50, what about the 50 minutes where the Golden Knights could have said something or, or had a say in how that game ended? What are you talking about? I... Because, because they got the Bronx cheer. That um, allowed the Winnipeg Jets to go out and play great for 50 minutes and the Golden Knights just not do anything, not answer anything about it? I'm going to ask uh, Sam and Ash like, uh, this, this question is, later. Uh, do, can I treat the witnesses This is more ridiculous hostile? than ghosts. Can I this treat is the... more ridiculous than ghosts. Seriously. They like, made, you've taken this to another level. They made fun of their team, and they somehow got a win out of it. And yeah. It's not fair. At least there's yeah, a they show. they woke their team up. Ghost Hunters, there's they, no show Bronx cheer turnaround. <laughs> uh, when, Chapman, you, when you give you your are, team a Bronx cheer... You're supposed to be mm-hmm. so far into the toilet of a game or a season Darren. that there's no way to come back. That's not fair. It's Darren. not like they were down Darren. like four nothing. I know. Okay, stop, 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 stop. That's proving his point, Chapman. Don't, don't, don't do that. They didn't have a shot on goal for the first 12 and a half minutes of the game. This is a Winnipeg Jets team that has been wildly inconsistent all year long, but they've worked themselves into a position where the playoffs are within reach. Yeah, if you don't get a shot for 12 and a half minutes against a team in the Golden Knights that has gone 0 for 4 on the road trip and has has looked at times to be shaky, yeah, you have every reason to boo your team I if think they, they are not the putting a shot on goal in 12 and a half minutes to open up a game. I you have think, every reason to do so. I think it was a premature 
Bronx cheer elation. Okay, what about the fight then? Fight what about the fight? Because one team the fight didn't have anything to do with that, that result. Fight, if you believe Zero. in that, the fight didn't have anything to do with that result. <laughs> okay, nothing. All right, nothing. What were the shots on goal the, before the, the fight, Darren? The, the, the fight happened. Logan's trying to get his team going. Okay, mm-hmm. I get it. Uh, and and Keegan's there in his hometown, <laughs> friends and family there. He wants to scrap yeah. because he's got friends and family there. So they danced okay. and they did it. But it had nothing to do with turning around the, the game. The, the turnaround happened when the crowd got the Jets ticked off because they were making fun of them. And that's not nice. I don't like to make fun of people. Certainly not on <sighs> this show. Right, Chapman? Yeah, you do. Always. Yeah, you do. Always. Okay, well, except for this Chapman, I don't make fun of anybody. Didn't you make fun of the guy the other day who said the team doesn't hit enough? No, I just disagreed with him. (laughs) I thought you kind of made fun of him a little bit. No, I wouldn't make fun of our callers. No, 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 no. And if and if and if you took it that way, uh, I must apologize. Yeah, he told me. He told me the next time he called back, he said that Darren guy. He goes, Man, now I know why you don't like him. He's so mean. Mm -hmm. Well, I I apologize for that. But I just so So you don't draw anything into the fact that the fight happened at at 10 minutes, 45 seconds of the first period. No. Hold on. Let me finish. The fight happened at uh, just about 11 minutes of the first period. The Winnipeg Jets get their first shot on goal after that, and then they outshoot the Golden Knights essentially 7-2, to 8-2 to two the remainder of the period. Nobody like was that, even talking about the nothing fight. nothing to do with it. Nobody was talking about it. They were too busy talking about the because Bronx Blake cheer. Because Blake Wheeler mentioned the Bronx cheer. They, they were so, pick, so... pick your intangible here. It doesn't matter. Like... You're arguing a Bronx cheer leads to an illegitimate win because fans aren't allowed to boo 12 and a half minutes into a game where you don't have a shot on goal? Bullying. Yeah, they do. They absolutely do. Bullying is not accepted. I do not tolerate bullying. All right. Okay. This is is the most ridiculous take you've had on this show. (sighs) Was last night just goaltending? Was it purely just goaltending? And if it was, then it's a one-off because the goaltending has been good to not responsible. And I don't think I've ever said that before, like sized up a, a performance. The offense was good to not responsible. But the goaltending on this road trip was good to not responsible for for the results in Philadelphia. Didn't like the, the, the second goal in that game. Uh, Buffalo. Pittsburgh and Columbus good to not responsible because I put it on the, on the offense last night, the goaltending was not great. Mm-hmm. If it was just the goaltending, then I think that that's a, a positive in the sense of you can fix that goaltender just plays better next game. But if it was more than just goaltending, then we've got a deeper discussion. So, um, I mean, again, it, it's 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 a situation where the Golden Knights get just one goal over 40 minutes. So, um, offensively, I don't feel like they were creating enough. And, and I think I, I, I highlighted a couple of shifts where the Golden Knights' top line. So you had Marcheseau, Eichel, and uh, William Carlson in the offensive zone moving the puck around the perimeter, and it goes back to the point for a shot through uh, not very much traffic for an easy save on Connor Hallebach. And I feel like 
that's been the majority of the offensive chances for the Golden Knights, specifically on this road trip, outside of maybe the Columbus game where they, they really kind of opened things up a little bit. You didn't like um, Eichel's game last night? Because I thought he was fantastic. I, I really I thought he was too I'm, perimeter. I'm not, I mean, even, jo- I'm not even joking about were, this. I thought he was really good last night. Yeah, I thought there were moments. There were moments, sure. But, like, for the most part, the, the entire offensive game is perimeter right now, Darren. Like, you have teams that, that keep them to the outside. They're, they're perfectly content to be there. Wow. That's what I, I saw out of last night's game. I, I and and I'm not being argumentative. I'm not being sports talk radio. Yeah. The the Jack Eichel game was probably the best part of the game last night. And I'm not just saying that because I have to pick something that was the best part. I was 100% impressed with Jack Eichel's game. Chances that he generated, uh, both with his line and individually. Uh, I was waiting for the breakout, and mm. the. the that's hard to say, and I think that they, they, they were certainly better as a team than, than 7-3 because of the goaltending. But Jack Eichel was their best player last night in a game that Pete said they, they worked their butts off. Yeah, I mean, I think they, I think they tried. Like, I think that you know, I, I give them a lot of credit for the third period coming out, getting a couple of goals, starting to, to maybe feel some comfort in your game, feel a little bit of confidence in your game. But you know, for for the most part, uh, do I think it was all goaltending last night? N- not particularly. Really. Um, defensively, I didn't think they were very good. Like hmm. when 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 you have Kyle Connor, right? Like like after the Winnipeg Jets open the scoring, you have Kyle Connor. Essentially, glove down a rebound, put it on a tee, pour himself a drink, take a drink, and then he puts the puck in the back. Pretty of the nifty play the way, the way he bought time, the way he bought time and, and slid mm. back uh, away from Nick Hag. Like, not a lot of people have that kind of patience. It's a pretty nifty play. Didn't... You got to close that gap. The gaps on the first two goals were just not good enough. First... Defensively, I didn't think they were very good. They didn't get they didn't get saves they needed for sure. No. I'm not going to argue that. Um, but I don't think they were good defensively. First goal was all world. Second goal went on the ice. I don't like goals on the ice. Don't like goals on the ice in the in this game in this era. Logan Stanley shot, awesome shot. Can't go in. Guy didn't have a goal all year. I know you don't expect him to do that. Bar down, can't go in. Uh, it's uh, I'm I'm and goaltenders have off nights. Laurent Brassois has been good. Last night was not a Good night. And you, you, uh-huh. uh, you and I disagree on this. I'm, yeah, I'm, I, I'm surprised at that. Again, I just, I, I, I look at it, and I don't think that it's just one, one area that cost the Golden Knights last night. I, I thought that offensively, like you want to, you want to talk about the Jack Eichel game. Like I'm fine with that. I, Jack did create some chances for sure. There were some looks early on that if he buries one or two, it's a different story. Um, but I, I just think for the most part, right now offensively, the Golden Knights are a bit stagnant. They're they're on the perimeter. They're they're not able to to kind of pull the puck off the wall, get to the middle of the ice, and get second and third opportunities. Um, defensively, I, I didn't think that they were particularly strong in, in that effort last night either. And goaltending, they didn't get saves. And I, I don't know that they got enough saves. Even against Columbus, uh, I think there was one goal right that that you and I kind of talked about that that didn't necessarily like and that ends up being the difference in the game so I I think for the Golden Knights like you know as far as as kind of chalking last night up to a one-off like I I get the the idea or the thought process in doing that but the fact is it's it's kind of been a series of five one-offs over the course of this road trip right like there's no I don't agree with games 
there's the games where you you know you play well enough defensively to win but you can't find a goal yeah. at all and then there's the games where you open things up a little bit defensively understanding that that's how you're going to create more offense you create more offense but you you also don't recognize those moments within a game where you you kind of want to dial it back a little bit defensively and, and and get get yourself back to what you're 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 trying to do so they um, got to ham and egg it better like and I, by, by having an agate, I mean like if if the the defense and the the goaltending is not on, then they got to score a bunch of goals uh, that sure, night. Yeah. And if you're going to score a bunch of goals, then you want to make it sure that if you're not going to score a bunch of goals, then you got to play great uh, defensively and lock it down. It's it's like they're not they're not having an agate in it uh, as as much as they they need to. And if it like Florida sometimes they have an agate, they just outscore their mistakes. Sure, uh, yeah. and. This team, uh, for the first three games, certainly didn't score enough uh, at all. But we're right in the games. The last two, uh, they they generated uh, some some opportunities and just weren't keeping the puck out of their net. And that that to me is easier. Like yesterday, that game in Winnipeg is easier to fix than the first couple of games on the road trip. Because you've got one guy, and that one player has to be better. And I think will be better. National Hockey League goaltender. Yeah, I mean, listen, I I get the point you're making. And if the Golden Knights get a better goaltending performance tomorrow night against Florida, then then sure, maybe... Maybe the game's a little bit different. Maybe you get so uh, you you can still kind of get some goals going in the right direction, as you mentioned. The Florida Panthers, like they are um, a run and gun team. They are an, a wide open team. They they will they will willingly get into a track meet with anybody because they believe in their ability to put the puck in the back of the net. So that might be a good thing for the Golden Knights if you're able to get a a solid goaltending performance and you're able to defend well enough to create you know to to, to to minimize some of the chances that Florida will create, um, I would feel more confident in the goaltending. And this is not to pile on Loren Brossois because I, I agree with your your assessment. He's been largely good for this Golden Knights team all year long. However, if you were telling me it, I can I can fix the goaltending performance by inserting Robin Leonard back in the lineup, then I feel like I'd have a little bit more confidence. But right now you're, you're running with Laurent Brossois and there's a lot of pressure in that situation because you don't have your number one goalie. Mm-hmm. One area where Vegas can be easily better and has to be better is taking themselves out of rhythm and, and momentum penalties uh, or uh, different plays that, that knock you uh, off stride and against Columbus uh, against uh, was it Buffalo, Marshall, and mm-hmm. and then last night, last night it was it was repeated a couple of times where the frustration of the team, even, mm-hmm. like they get back into it, get a little bit of momentum, and they something happens and it evaporates and the the air is out of the balloon, and that's on that's on them and there's some frustration here and I'm the world's like worst offender of of letting frustration get the better of me. Mm-hmm. And every time I say, I'm going to be better. And I am for a while. And then I'm not. Last night was one of those ones where it just looked like frustration at times 
took control of this team. And I understand it. You're you're about to lose your fifth straight game, the first time in franchise history, and you're at your wit's end. But I I thought without that, they might have had a chance to make some noise last night. Some of that was on Winnipeg, but I they they had a chance to to make that a game. Yeah, I, I mean I agree with you. I, I thought again, their third period, like you come out a little bit loose. You feel like the game is is maybe, or at least from a Winnipeg Jets standpoint, you, you feel like the game is is probably in in control. You don't have to worry too much about uh, playing a solid defensively structured third period, and then you get a, you know a goal in the first five minutes, and then a second goal in the first in in the next five minutes, and you, you you've you've got everything going in your direction to kind of chip away, chip away, chip away. But you know after the Golden Knights scored their third goal. They took a penalty after the Golden Knights scored their their no, I'm sorry their second goal. They took a penalty after the third goal. Jonathan Marshall takes a penalty, then takes himself effectively out of the game with a misconduct. And you know, fortunately, um, you know, or unfortunately for the Golden Knights, you get a power play goal right off the jump from Josh Morrissey to kind of put things back to to a, an insurmountable lead. And then you get a power play opportunity. You don't have Jonathan Marshall so available to you. So yeah, I, I think that frustration and then certainly the the cumulative effect of not just this road trip, but playing an entire season with a rotating cast of characters out of the lineup every single night is taking its toll on this team. And I think it's it's materializing in timely, costly penalties and frustration boiling over. Let's go to our correspondent. He speaks for the fans. Let's bring in Chris Chapman. Well, I mean, I, I I don't really have much more to add other than what I think you guys have. What are you said. feeling? I think the sky where's your is. Heart, I, your heart I, my your heart. Head? My heart says the sky is falling, yeah. and I don't know if it's anything that that Pete DeBoer can control. I think it's beyond his control. So when I see people calling for him to be fired, I think it's ridiculous. That's. I don't think you could pinpoint it on him. When I see people saying, "Oh, Mark Andre Fleury would have made the better," I don't think he would have. It's just a situation that sucks all around. And I know people are tired of hearing it. And Pete DeBoer said it last night. Look, we've got eight, nine regulars that are that are out of the lineup. I just think it's it's one of those seasons where nothing is going to go right. And, you know, what, what troubles me is you look at the last three games, Pittsburgh, Columbus, and then Winnipeg last night. You've gave up 18 goals in the last three games. Five Four goals. Six and seven. That's a lot of goals. And I I think Logan Thompson has a bright future. I don't know if he's ready to be an NHL backup. It, he, I feel bad for him because I, I, I don't think the team in front of him played particularly well. You know, they gave up a shorthanded goal. Hard to blame him for that. I, I, I just, I feel bad when he gets inserted into the game because I feel like he he's kind of left out to dry a little bit. What can I make you feel better about? How do I improve your optimism? How do I put a, a roof over <laughs> your head to stop the sky? What what would make you optimistic right now? Well, unfortunately, Darren, I think it's beyond your control. But I, I, I no, I'm asking. For, what, for, what, what do you need? What if, do you need you, to make you feel better? If you had the ability to bring Mark Stone back and Max Pacioretty back, Riley Smith, Brady McNabb, Robin Leonard. Okay, so you want help. Alec Martinez. Who else am I missing? Uh, quite a few guys, right? So it, if... if there was the ability. I I just think it's kind of unfair. Do you want to trade? That we have not. I I don't know. I mean, I I kind of feel like he, at this point 
without knowing where guys are, I said it on Monday, I almost feel like you have to be a seller at, at the deadline. And Rita got on me. She said, I can't believe Chapman's throwing in the towel. And yeah, I couldn't believe that either. I, I, It's not so much throwing in the towel as it's being realistic about no, the you, situation. You, you, you bailed. No, because hear me out. I think it gives you an opportunity to reset. I don't think you're going to win the Stanley Cup this year. I just don't foresee that happening. But that's the ultimate goal. So if you have the ability to reset, and granted, it, it would depend on the health of a lot of players, but I think if you have the ability to maybe create some cap space going into next season, it might be something that you, you want to look at. Ryan? So, like, the 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 interesting thing about it is I see both sides, right? Like, what Chapman is saying I think is valid in the sense that you understand the Golden Knights are going to have a cap crunch next year. If there are moves that you can make right now that maybe – set you up in a better spot for the offseason, set you up in a better spot to perhaps supplement what your team is going to be next year, understanding that everyone hopefully is going to come back ready to go next year fully healthy, then maybe it gives you an opportunity to jump the market a little bit and you can kind of move things in to go all in. Like maybe all in is next season, not this season. Now, that being said, I don't believe there's going to be a situation where this 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 team this this management this this ownership is going to punt on a season in which you can still make the playoffs right like I, I think that 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 is just a simple fact if you can play well down the stretch and the golden knights are going to have to play incredibly well down the stretch to get into the playoffs at this point um you you kind of you kind of ride with that and and i think that until this team is eliminated you're not giving up on the season so um that's kind of my my take here. I, I don't know that a trade, like one singular trade, is going to to change how a lot of people feel about where this club's at right now. Darren, the only thing that they're going to have to do is start winning hockey games, right? Like I don't think that anything outside of of, of winning is going to make anyone feel better. And and stringing together one or two, two or three wins to to kind of get your your groove back and start to believe that this team can win. 12 to 14 more games or come up with 28 more points in, in the remaining 20 games of the season. We had it at 26 points in the final 21 games to get to 94. We mm -hmm. think that this Gary Lawless and I coming up with that. Yeah. In actuality, he came up with that. I'm just piggybacking and repeating it. <laughs> of course you are. So 26 points in the final Not 21 surprised. games. I yeah. took it a step further and said 21 games. That's three best of seven series where you need to win all three series. That gets you to 12 wins. Then you find a couple of points in and around there. Mm -hmm. Overtime losses, shootout losses. So really, based on my formula, they're down one nothing in Series 1. Okay. I'm, I'm trying to, to limit it to that and not the four previous games. That's really hard to do. Yeah, I don't think you can do that at this point. It's really difficult to do, even for Peter Positive, me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But based on just having to acquire those 26 points in the final 21 games, you're only down one nothing in Series 1. Now, tomorrow night, you get arguably best team in the National Hockey League, mm -hmm. who I watched last night flip a switch and just dominate a game. 
after getting <laughs> yeah. smoked in the first two periods, sure, yeah. flipped a switch and took mm-hmm. over against the, the San Jose Sharks. So Florida tomorrow. Then you've got the massive game against Los Angeles on Saturday. Then you're back on the road, Minnesota, and back into Winnipeg. It's not it's it's not an easy path by any means, and quite honestly, you're gonna need a deeper, stronger, better lineup because everybody else is playing hard now too. This is it's not November, sure, and they were great in November, but it, it yeah. gets crunch time now, and everybody else is playing harder and. Is it as easy as saying they have nine players out, four in the power play, starting goaltender? It just might be. Doesn't mean you throw in the towel like Chapman's wanting to do, leave the keys on the table and walk out of the room. No, not a chance. And I will, I will hold that against him for as long as we are colleagues. I'm not, but, I'm not throwing but, in the towel. I'm just being realistic. But it might just be that the the road is going to be difficult. I think they can still get in. Like, they, they Last night was awful for everybody to watch mm-hmm. and listen to. They still wake up today in a playoff spot. By percentage, by by percentage, no, no, by, I don't by care. actual points, by okay, by, actual by points. games played, by percentage points, they're actually out of the playoffs. Correct? I don't care. It's points. Are they in a playoff position right now? As of today, right yes. now, yes. Thank you. And you know what? They're going to wake up tomorrow <laughs> in a playoff position. Okay. Well, may, yep. I don't. I don't yep. think Vancouver or Dallas play tonight. Correct. Thank you, <laughs> Watson. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, it's Darren, almost like I. It's almost like I did the research. You're a you're a magical human being. You know that, <laughs> Darren. You you are a magical human being. Um, I I hear you. Yes, right now the Golden Knights, having played 62 games, mm-hmm. are in a playoff spot by points with 68 of them. Yeah. And the Dallas Stars are not in a playoff spot, having played just 58 games with one point less than the Vegas Golden Knights. The Vancouver Canucks have a higher points percentage than Vegas. Winnipeg is right there. Like, yeah, it's, it's, I, I hear it's what a, you're saying. It's a rat race right now. I, I hear what you're saying, uh, but but both of those teams, or th- all three of them actually, uh, Dallas, Vancouver, and Winnipeg have played less games than the Vegas Golden Knights have. Yeah, Dallas has lost three in a row. So if, if you go by Chapman, their, their, their hockey show, the, the operator of their hockey show, he said Dallas has no chance. That, that's what just happened because they've lost three in a row. Uh, we're going to take a break uh, when we come back a little bit more on last night. We'll also get into uh, the harsh reality of professional sports. You're not going to believe the story I'm going to tell you about what goes on when you're a professional athlete and you think you're living the high life. Uh, we'll get into Sam and Ash, uh, a little bit of National Hockey League talk and the Henderson Silver Knights. And Coach Mike, Coach Mike Davis uh, from the Vegas Nighthawks is going to pop on. It's the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. No chance to shoot for Stevenson centered. Michael scores! It's time for the play of the day on the VGK Insider Show. We are going to make a little history today with the play of the day as we look back at Alexander Ovechkin landing the 767. 
gets a good backhand shot away with a lot of mustard on it. Ovechkin scores! The Great Eight Express pulls into third place all time. Where the benches celebrate. This is epic. Gordy Howe at 801 and Wayne Gretzky at 894. They are just ahead of Alexander Ovechkin, who scores his 767th career goal to move past Yarmir Yager. That's amazing. When you hear Joe Beninati say that only Gordy Howe and Wayne Gretzky have more goals. Number three all time doesn't resonate with me as much as that hits home. Well, I. It- number three is is just kind of an abstract number, right? Like you you think about it, but when you put it in the context of Gordie Howe and Wayne Gretzky, and that's it, that's the list of men that have scored more goals than Alex Ovechkin in the NHL, it it really kind of hits home, A, how remarkable it is that that Ovechkin still has quite a few more years left to chase that down, and and B, that he's done it in an era where scoring is not what it was when, when Wayne Gretzky played, and then you just kind of look at the longevity of Gordie Howe and, and, and how productive he was every single year that he played in the National Hockey League. So it, it gives you just an idea of how prolific Alex Ovechkin has been throughout his entire career to be in the conversation with Gordie Howe and Wayne Gretzky. It was off a of one faceoff. Valerie uh, Nachushkin uh, won that mm-hmm. uh, faceoff, and boom, it was off his stick. It was like the perfect faceoff play. And he wins it from the right-hand circle over the glove of another Russian goaltender. Like it just—it all, all came together last night. It was awesome. I, I was just—I uh, was so happy. And then the bench came off because they had permission uh, to clear the benches and come on and congratulate, not to fight to congratulate Alexander Ovechkin. Thank goodness that didn't happen in Vancouver. <laughs> when, when, <laughs> I still can't believe it, uh, that they almost uh, gave him the goal and, uh, and his teammate whacked it in uh, off the line, yeah. uh, Kuznetsov. Yeah. Uh, that was uh, that was great. Uh, Kuznetsov made sure that uh, that was the uh, the right play last night. That's your play of the day. Uh, when we continue, uh, Sam and Ash are going to stop by. We're going to talk a little bit about the National Hockey League and uh, the new logo. I don't know whether you've seen that. Uh, it's really cool, the Stanley Cup playoffs, and get into the Dollar Loan Center. And in our number two, our game rating and... News and notes, one-timers on the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. It's time for the Legal Minute with Sam and Ash on the VGK Insider Show. Oh, my good friend Ashley Watkins is here. We're talking SamAndAshLaw.com because you deserve what's right. If you have any type of difficulty, any type of question at all, give them a call, 702-820-1234, or go to SamAndAshLaw.com. Uh, Darren Millard, along with Ryan Wallace, and uh, Ashley's here. How are you? I'm great. How are you guys? We are, we're getting by. Uh, we're trying to talk uh, Chapman uh, from from just throwing in the <laughs> towel. He actually did throw in the towel, but we're trying to get him to pick up the towel. Uh, because is he giving up on the night? Yeah, he's, 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 he's in that what? bad space right now. Oh, I know. You can't. I know. It's 
Have faith. It's this is the fun part. Battling for a playoff spot. It's what being a fan is all about. It's 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 amazing. Even though I don't like hard roads, I like the easy path. Uh, this is this is going to be a, a lot of fun. <laughs> hey, you guys have, have something going on, and we're going to get into the Stanley Cup and this new logo. And because I'm curious about what, legally what goes into that, but uh, the Dollar Loan Center opened officially last week, and and you guys are a big part of the Henderson Silver Knights uh, Silver Society, uh, and you have a really cool space at the Dollar Loan Center. Yeah, you know, we we love the, the Silver Knights. We're really excited about the Dollar Loan Center. It's such an amazing venue. And we have this outside deck up on the second floor, and it's called the Battlement, the Salmon Ash Battlement. And it's a really neat part of the, the arena where you get to overlook everything that you think Las Vegas is uh, from the Strip, uh, but from Henderson, from the Dollar Loan Center. So we love it, and we're really excited for the Silver Knights to get there in April. That battlement, and uh, it, if you go to the Dollar Loan Center for the first Silver Knights game on, on April 2nd, or you're there for the uh, the Vegas Nighthawks uh, opening uh, this weekend uh, on Friday night, and Coach Mike Davis is going to join us in hour number two. We're going to combine a little football talk uh, with hockey because he coached him for Canada, so he knows all about uh, all about that. But uh, <laughs> if you if you go to the the Dollar Loan Center, the the view up there, Ash, is amazing. It, yeah, it's it really is. It's un it's unbeatable. The sunsets are going to be incredible. Everything about everything about that arena is truly top notch, and it's unlike anything I've seen around the country. And so I'm really proud to be affiliated with it. Sam, I know, is also, and so we're just really excited to be there more and be there supporting the local teams and and have the Silver Knights there. I mean, look, they're the Henderson Silver Knights, but they've been playing up on. Tropicana in close to the strip so yeah. it's time that they get back to their get to their normal their their home and so I, that's what I'm excited for do you have a favorite part of the rink oh outside you of the know the, I love I love the ode to T-Mobile with mm. the the two peaks yeah. and they call them the the king's overlook or the queen's overlook I haven't learned all the terminology yet because <laughs> they're they're sticking with the royal theme everywhere you don't have an elevator you have a hoist um, so it's, I'm getting used to the terms, but I love the peaks because if you go out on those, you're almost actually directly over the ice. You're right about that. It's so, so cool. Ashley Watkins with us, uh, SalmonAshLaw.com, because you deserve what's right. On the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Yeah, you know, I, I got to spend a little bit of time inside the Dollar Loan Center. I checked out the battlement. It's awesome. I, I do like the terminology, too. Obviously, the, the restrooms are now throne rooms, so that's always yeah. really cool. <laughs> Um, and as we as we kind of shift gears toward um, you know one of the one of the bigger pieces of news coming out of the NHL recently is that there was a new change to the Stanley Cup playoff logo uh, in the NHL. It was it was kind of a, a similar design every single year over the last. 12 years or so, uh, but a, a new streamlined design for the Stanley Cup playoffs. Just uh, your thoughts initially on this new design that the NHL came up with. Oh, so I saw it, and you know, it's modern, it's sleek, and I I really like it. My one question, though, is normally these are patches that go on the jerseys, and the prior logo was all contained. You know, all the text was within the imagery and the artwork, and here the text is hanging below the logo. So I'm curious to see how they turn it into a patch that goes onto the, the jerseys during the playoffs. But overall, I really like the look of it. It's sleek. It's nice. It makes sense. It, it really features the, the glory of the Stanley Cup. And also, it, 
acknowledges that all these teams, they also want to put banners up in their, in their respective arenas. And so I like it. Um, I also, I read something about the, the different fonts that are used have uh, reference to the early beginnings of where hockey started. And so I like that. I like history. Yeah, one font's from a hotel where the the league was formed and the draft used to be uh, from the, the facade, the marquee uh, outside. Another font is from uh, font used inside the Stanley Cup uh, from one of the winners. So they, they really borrowed from that. But I, I, I'm just more curious about the legalities of it. When you're coming up with a new logo like this, what, what kind of uh, hoops do you have to jump through? Well, first of all, these companies, they get, they get hired by the NHL to create the logo. And so they're given access to all the artwork. And, and the only real legality you come up against is making sure your new logo doesn't infringe on some existing logo out there already. You can't, you know, make Lord Stanley turn into, I don't know, um, maybe the, the Virgin logo at, that we see on the Virgin Hotel. Yeah. You, you know, you just can't... Um, you can't infringe on some existing artwork. But so as long as the company that designed it was given all the rights, there's really not a lot of legal issues. But I want to know what your thoughts are. Do you guys like the new logo? I think it's awesome because of the banner idea and hanging the banner. And I didn't I didn't see it when I first saw it. If that makes sense, but when yeah, I read I when, I, when I read the backstory <laughs> and you're like it was like the Milwaukee Brewers old logo. I didn't know it was a, uh, a an M on a glove. I didn't know that until I read it and, and saw it. I know that's goofy because it looks it's very <laughs> obvious once you once you realize it. Or the FedEx sign, like the arrow. Uh, but once I knew the backstory and saw the banner, I thought, what a genius thing! Because hockey is just so much about banners. Ryan, what do you think? Yeah, I, I like the idea that it's a standalone um, the, the logo, right? Like, without the wording below it, you know exactly what it stands for. You know exactly what you're looking at. Um, and, and I love the design with each individual team's colors. I think that was one of the coolest things to kind of come out of the, the brand redesign is that you get the individuality of each team in their specific Stanley Cup uh, playoff logo. I, I think that's really awesome, and it, it's a little bit more versatile, even though it's a little bit more uh, streamlined and sleeker than the old one. Yeah, I, I really like it. And speaking about not seeing logos, I don't know how many times I was at the Staples Center in downtown L.A., staring at the floor until I realized that the L was an unfolded staple. Did you guys know that? No clue. You just no. you just yeah. blew my mind right there. <laughs> yeah. Hold on. I, I, I got to look this up. You look it up. I was sitting at, I don't know how many times I've been to watch Lakers games at Staples Center, and I was staring at the logo, and all of a sudden, one time it just hit me. Holy crap, that L is actually an unfolded staple. Ash, I'm looking at it right now. Did I blow your mind? Yeah. <laughs> okay, don't don't take this personally because I'm going to insult myself. I'm the biggest idiot in the world not to notice that. Oh. <laughs> no, I did it too, guys. And it's so Jeez, it's so Darren. crazy how these logos, how clever people are and how sometimes we don't even see how it. How is that possible that it, we didn't we notice that? I know. I know. That I think they've changed the logo since to make it a little more modern. But the old Staples Center logo, the L was a folded staple. Did somebody tell you or did you just know? Oh, well, you're smart. You're way smarter than me. Because I, I just go... was like, why? I was like, why does that L look that way? I just, I just hung up on it. I was like, why does it look that way? I would have been like, there's got to be a reason. The designer was drunk 
or something like that. I would have went with that instead of uh, instead of the L bean. That is really cool. Now I can't unsee I it. I know, I know, guys. But I, I look. I love change. I love thoughtful change. So this new redesign for the Stanley Cup playoffs, I'm I'm a big fan of it. I like that the teams have their own version. So yeah, I I like it. I, I'm. It's not one of those just redesign for the sake of redesigning. They this has purpose, and also um, the timing feels right. You are so cool and brilliant and smart, and you see through things. That's why people get you to represent them, because you just <laughs> uh, you have this vision uh, be able to, uh, to be able to notice it. Uh, will you be at the April 2nd home opener, uh, the launch of the Henderson Silver Knights at the Dollar Loan Center? Fingers crossed. I'm right. doing everything I can to be there. But if not, I will be at everything else. Right. <laughs> so well, I'm looking forward to it. I'll be there, too, so we'll uh, we'll have to have a beer or something. Uh, thanks, oh, perfect. Uh, thanks, Ash. I uh, really appreciate it. Uh, and uh, be well. Have a great week. All right. You, too. And make Chapman become a day a believer. Chapman, she just called you out. I'm a realist. There's a difference. I'm not throwing in the towel. I'm a realist. <laughs> mm-hmm. Ash That's says it. That's not fun. You do it. <laughs> Because you deserve what's right, Chapman. <laughs> and Ashley said it. Uh, be well and uh, take care of yourself, Ashley. All right, you too. Bye, guys. There's Salmon Ash, Ashley Watkins from Salmon Ash, SalmonAshLaw.com. Uh, because you deserve what's right. I can't, like that Staples logo, Staples Center logo is so wild. Just amazing. 702-820-1234. 702-820-1234. Give them a call. There are pals. Uh, there are lawyers. Uh, and if you run in any difficulty, make sure that uh, they represent you because uh, you got to have the best in the business uh, backing you up. When we continue, hour number two of the VGK Insider Show, we'll talk uh, a lot of hockey, our game review, one-timers, news and notes from the nat- around the National Hockey League, and Coach Mike Davis will pop on from the Vegas Nighthawks. It's Fox Sports Las Vegas.